Escaping the Odds podcast is a movement of freedom in the physical and financial sense. We highlight people who bounce back from prison by switching hustles and a mindset. See, business has always been a part of my DNA. I just went about it the wrong way, which sent me to federal prison for nine years. I'm bringing out dope stories of triumph that's meant to inspire and educate to take you to the next level. And no matter where we come from or come from under, we can set ourselves free and escape the odds. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for tuning in to Escaping the Odds. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. We got some dope stories for y'all today. Formerly incarcerated men and women who are now entrepreneurs. Let's get it. the Odds podcast is a movement of freedom in the physical and financial sense. We highlight people who bounce back from prison by switching hustles and a mindset. See, business has always been a part of my DNA. I just went about it the wrong way, which sent me to federal prison for nine years. I'm bringing out dope stories of triumph that's meant to inspire and educate to take you to the next level. And no matter where we come from, or come from under, we can set ourselves free and escape the odds. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for tuning in to Escaping the Odds. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. We got some dope stories for y'all today. Formerly incarcerated men and women who are now entrepreneurs. Let's get it. Thank y'all for tuning in to another dope episode of Escaping the Odds. We're doing something differently this week. Um, this has been a crazy, crazy year. And uh, we are 39, well, 41 episodes in. And the last two episodes, I wanted to actually do like a reunion episode. So I wanted to bring back some of my guests that you've seen throughout the year, kind of recap what they've been doing. And so I decided to bring on a good brother, Mr. Johans LaCour and Miss Coco Davis. They're going to get into their story, get into their business, what they're doing. Really awesome things in the city of Chicago. So let's get it going. Yo, what's up, bro? Man, what's up, bro? Man, good to be here. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm still doing leather work. Okay. Um, still making shoes. I'm, uh, you know, so I, so I, I hand make the shoes um, and then do leather work at, since I, you know, picked it up in, um, in leather craft in the joint like we discussed before. Right. Now, I... Um, it's got to a point where I can't really scale like that. Like if I'm making every pair of shoes myself, I can only it's only one me and I can only make so many shoes. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm working out a, a I'm working on a, a manufacturing deal um, a, a, a arrangement so that I can have the, uh, my like uh, most most um, sought after styles manufactured. Um, so that basically now, if you if you order a certain style, I got inventory. I can ship them straight to you. Gotcha. So so I'll have inventory. But meanwhile, if somebody still wants like a custom one off that's not already in my line, then I can use my time to do that. Okay. So I can you know design for for mass production and still just create one offs too. Okay. Um, I've been uh, since last time we talked. I got a I got a workspace. Um, a studio space to kind of do um, do my work out of. I still 
do a lot of work from the uh, from the Chicago School of Shoemaking. Um, we still got a good relationship, but I, I also, you know, need, needed my own space. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I can start doing uh, at least a bulk of my work there. And then still, uh, I can count on the school, fortunately, because they got a lot of machines and equipment that I don't have yet. So that's, um, that's a blessing. And um, COVID slowed business down. Um, I wanted to actually, the manufacturers I'm dealing with are in Portugal. So, you know, Italy is kind of like known as um, like the creme de la creme of, of, exactly. of shoemaking, right. right? Italian shoes. Um, a lot of people may or may not know um, Spain and Portugal are like kind of right after them. And the truth be told, it's gotten to a point where uh, Portugal and Spain, for that matter, are actually probably making shoes on a, uh, on a level of quality that matches Italy's, but it's still not Italy. It's still not got, they ain't got that name. Right. Um, and, and so, and it's a lot of, it's a lot more affordable. Uh, to get manufacturing out of a Spain or a Portugal than it is in Italy. Um, and then all of those are still, for me, creating a luxury designer brand, it's a better option for me than say a China, okay. right? And so initially I had intended, this has been on my mind for some time, I had intended to fly to Portugal so that I could be hands-on with the manufacturers, I could pick my leathers, I could pick my soles, I could be there as a prototype. I could have gotten everything that's been taking me months and months to do right. in weeks. I had planned to be there for two weeks and have all my prototypes ready to go. Um, instead, you know, I've had to go back and forth on WhatsApp and Zoom calls. Um, they send me a prototype, I gotta say, nah, this ain't right. I, right you know, right. then I gotta send them some- Due to COVID though. Due to COVID, right. right? Otherwise I'd be there and I'd right. say, no, I don't like that letter, I like this. And it's, yeah. it's as simple as a 10 second conversation. Mm -hmm. Now I gotta get it in hand, right. say no, send some leather back. Right. Shipping to Portugal is ridiculous, yeah. right? And so um, so it's been, it's been costly in terms of time and money, but I mean, it is what it is, right? right? right. And so, um, it's uh, so it's it slows stuff down, but you know I'm still pushing. You know we 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 know how to deal with uh adversity and time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in a nutshell, man, that, that's that's what I've been doing. Okay, for sure. All right, Miss Coco, you had a, last time we spoke, you had a whole lot going, a lot of great things going on. So I know you continue to grind out here. Uh, free Michelle West, that's a, a really right. big movement that you're big pushing out there. Yes, yes. Uh, so we'll get a chance to talk about that as well. Yes. But uh, just give all this a little backstory about yourself and some of the things you've been doing for this year, do, despite the cold. Despite this. But first of all, thank you for having me on the final episode of Escaping the Oz, Aaron. Thank you. I see you out here grinding as well. I'm watching you closely. I'm still grinding and um, advocating for the sister that I left behind. And I'm, I really appreciate you using Exquisite Premiere to do the final episode mm -hmm. in the reunion. Thank you so much yeah. for um, you know reaching out to me. Uh, so right now, you know, due to the COVID, uh, the pandemic um, shut down, mm -hmm. no business. But now I'm more focused on the Sister of Support House, the transition house okay. for uh, women who's coming out of prison, women who have survived domestic violence. So I've been busting my behind trying to get that house up yeah. and running. So I'm hoping and praying. Uh, that I was uh, taking intakes by Christmas. Okay. So that would be an awesome uh, Christmas gift to these women mm -hmm. that don't have a place to go to. Absolutely. Uh, the household, 12 women. Um, and right now, uh, I've already got three applications in to bring some women into the house. And I've been working on part two of okay. uh, um, the Sister of Support House. And as I told you before, I got this other building that I'm in the process of getting because I want to. Uh, 
do girls aging out of foster care because a lot of people don't understand once a young lady come out of foster care where do they go where's our black and brown girls at mm. you know a lot of them when they get out of foster care they run to the street because they don't have no family right. they have nowhere to go so me as a mother as a sister I want to make sure that these girls have a safe place. So that's, uh, in a nutshell, that's everything that I've been doing since um, this pandemic. Okay. Um, still grinding. Um, I still got the movement going. Um, Michelle West, the Free Michelle West uh, movement. She does have an application in. It's still on the Trump administration desk. We're just praying by Christmas he can do some more part. Maybe redeem himself. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's not like you haven't heard of it because... Right. We got people up and close in the White House yeah. that is constantly, you know, feeding, you know, information back to us, mm -hmm. saying that it's there, you know. We just got to, you know, explain the case more in depth because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know the case. When they read it, yeah. they say, oh, well, she's a murderer. No, that's not the case. Right. She was not the murderer. Her boyfriend gave her $200, told her to give it to the guy who was going to put a hit out on the guy. She never knew what the $200 was for. I'm a woman. I dated a guy that had plenty of money. If my guy had called and told me to give somebody $200, I'd have gave him $200. Thought nothing of it. Right. And, but she didn't know anything about it. So we got to like dig more into the case yeah. so people can understand yeah. she was not the trigger man. The context of it. She was not. Yeah. The person who did it, he's out. He's still living his life. What? The victim daughter, they wrote a letter, and he, she just said it. That Michelle had nothing to do with. Right. But you guys let this man just run the street free. So right. so that's the fight that we fight, you know, and when we fight, we win. I would not give up. I would not give up fighting for her yeah. until we bring up out of there. And that was your bunkie or that was my bunkie for uh eight and a half years. I did thirteen and a half years in a federal prison and I never forgot about her. Yeah. I never forgot about that sister. So that is this it's my it's my honor to Use my voice yeah. to help bring her home, and so many other women that on the uh, Free Michelle West movement. Right, gotcha. Yeah. Um, this the the core YJL. So talk about like, what you actually learn to get this new, not new, but this set of skills that you have. I wish you were able to actually bring your material, man, because it's it's really dope stuff. You do purses, you do handmade shoes, leather craft shoes, of course. And so talk about that whole that whole process when you initially started while you were incarcerated. For the right. So I um shortly after I got locked up, I wound up at a uh, at a camp, you know, b between it being my first offense, my criminal points being low, me being I, I was 34 at the time. Um, I was able to get to a camp relatively soon. Right. Um, so I ended up in for the uh, audience. What's the camp? A federal camp, right? Okay. So you got um, you got tiers of security. You got maximum securities, where you got where Larry and Jeff, uh, right. where Larry Hoover and Jeff Ford and Unabomber and, and shit like that. At right. uh, you got uh, you got medium security uh, prisons. You got low security prisons, and then you got camps right. where you don't even have uh, walls, basically. And they, you know, which really them dudes could go home because if you can tell me just not to cross this line for ten years, I can't be that much of a threat. Yeah. Right. Um. Because people want to get home. People, you know, what I mean, because at that point, when I was facing that time, running was a serious option, mm -hmm. a serious consideration. Like, and then you know, they they tell you you're facing way more than you really are to yeah. jump anyway. So it's like, oh man, I'm out of here. But then it's like, all right, I run. I can't see my daughter again. Yeah. I stay. I see her through these visits. I get out eventually. I see her again. And you know, if you got some, you know, some, to me, a rational mind is gonna go ahead and, and, and bite the bullet, right? We knew what came with the job when we took them. 
Um, so I ended up, uh, after a while of moving around, I finally ended up, at, I ended up at a camp. And um, in Duluth, um, you know, I, Duluth is up there. Speaking of Trump, um, you know, I, I saw a rally of his in Duluth, Minnesota recently. And I knew then, it, it was no surprise to me that, that he had a real um, base, base there. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, that's, his, that's his type of crowd. Right. Uh, Northern Minnesota, up in the yeah. cold, Dakota-style white boys and women. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they all about Trump. And, and, um, and, and that prison reflected it. You know what I mean? It was really like that was the only um, prison jail environment I've been in that was as heavily run by white dudes as it was. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I mean, you know, it was more of us there and it was, it was, but in terms, they had a relationship with staff. It was like, you know, it was just, they had more uh, run of the and, land and there. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so they also had like better, um, Programming, okay. right? And so they had a leather craft. They, you know, a lot of them, a lot of the joints have hobby craft programs, right. obviously, but theirs included leather craft. Okay. And so, um, you know, um, I, I'm a creative anyway, um, and and been one since I was a youngster. And so, uh, you know, I, I write and that type of thing. I used to draw. Um, so I was spending my time doing a lot of writing anyway, but I was still looking for another outlet, and I didn't even know it. And then when I discovered hobby craft, and I saw I'm in there working with leather. I'm like, man, I got to do something. You know what I mean? I want to do that. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I grew up, you know, I'm from Hyde Park. You know, we, we, we think we fly as hell anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, let me get in here. I'm going to work with this leather. I'm going to make something slick. Um, so, you know, initially it was just kind of um, escaping the monotony and the madness of everything, right? right? Um, but after a while, uh, I developed, you know, I, I developed a passion for it. I, I fell in love with it. Um, <clears throat> so, um and, and interestingly enough, there was only like one other brother in the program when I got there. One of the guys from the Hunters, I got in there with him. Um, well, he kind of, you know, yeah, brought me in, let me know. Yeah, I'll show you how to, how to get involved. Right. Everybody else there was was white dudes, and most of them were like biker gang dudes who making like Harley Davidson leather bags and yeah. stuff to send home to their peoples, mm -hmm. right? Okay, um, with a little flavor. Yeah, okay. yeah, they didn't have none. Yeah. Now, what they had, though, was craftsmanship. Like they knew what they was doing. Yeah. If they had imagination, they'd be making dope shit. But, you know, it was bland. You know okay. what I'm saying? It was real vanilla. So, um, so yeah, I, I came in there and, 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 um, and, and, and added something after I learned it. Right. Um, and so, you know, um, I mean, y'all probably know how it goes, but um, when guys want to send something home to their loved ones for Valentine's Day, birthdays, Mother's Day, Christmases or whatever, they're going to come, you know, um, to, to, to Hobbycraft to have somebody make them something. And so, uh, you know, it wasn't long before I was the dude in leather craft that everybody came to, okay. right? Um, now, in the joint, that's only so impressive. It ain't like we got malls to go to, you know what I mean? So the fact that everybody in the joint is coming to me on this compound, I mean, it feels good, but, I mean, it's, this, it didn't let me know that I could come out here and hold my own in the world, where, you yeah. know. But um, I started making, so y'all also know, and for the audience who doesn't, um, mail is is a huge thing in the joint, obviously. That's how we communicating with our loved ones. And so when I got to the joint, I discovered dudes, um, artists making um, greeting cards, right? I, I saw dudes making greeting cards, these extravagant pop-up cards where you pull the tab and the angel pop up and the feathered wings come out, and the whole nine, you know what I mean? And um, they got nothing but time, and they done made a, 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 a Picasso-style level card. Right. And um, so I started making leather cards okay. and they were a hit. And it wasn't long before the, the brothers I was making cards for to send home to their loved ones was telling me, 
My people on the out want some for their people. That's why I'm like, I got something. I got something. People on the outside want it yeah. to sell to their people. When they got the whole world to, 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 to buy from and mm -hmm. for, then um, I, I got something. I, so, I, so I kept making bags. Um, I, and we would, you know, dudes would come and they'd be like, look, uh, I want I want this product bag. They bring a Vogue magazine. And they say, you know, I want this product bag for my daughter. Yeah. We know, obviously, we ain't got a uh, Prada hardware or monogram leather, but we make that bag. Yeah. And I say we made that bag better than Prada did, for real. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, machines, you know, make more mistakes than people do. And we on it. And I see a mistake. I'm going to go back and do it again. Right. To the point, when I got out, I started studying bags. I'm like, damn, y'all letting this ride? Y'all letting this slide? I'm seeing stuff like, oh, okay. Um, so, so doesn't that play a part, like, in the branding? Like, what's, what's the difference between uh, YGL and Prada or Jimmy Choo? Right. For those different brands like that. Right. Like um, what, what, what makes you different? I mean, of course, no, I know it's a name, but like far as the uh, the actual material. Yeah. Like what's the What's the difference in that? No, that's 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 a dope question. Now, now, when it comes to material, they probably still have access to finer materials than I do. Okay. Right. I mean, because I, you know, they they still probably get the first picks of the finest Italian leathers and whatnot. Right. But there are enough quality leathers from Italy and other places that I can get my hands on some beautiful leather, okay. right? So so I can compete there. Yeah. My the, the advantage to buying from me is that your your item, your your bag, your piece will have gone through one set of hands, right? Or or maybe two or three, you know, at when I when I when I contract work in a team, right. as opposed to you know Louis Vuitton now has um they got people in Texas making um they they got people in Texas making stuff. Some of their stuff now you 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 can you can say um made in Italy if just a percentage right. of it is made there. Right. So they can make. 30 to 40 percent of it in Italy, ship the rest of it to China, had them do the rest of the work. Mm. And now that's your quality luxury Italian wow, bag. Right. And in essence, half this bag really came from China. Right. Right. I'm doing all this right here. I'm hand stitching this. I'm hand sewing this. I'm punching them holes. I'm making sure it's lined up. These ain't machines and a whole bunch of, um, you know, uh, 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 Chinese workers who not getting, yeah. you know, paid what they should and child workers just trying to get a job done in a crowded room. Right. Um, so there's, there's a whole lot more care. So this is and, and then and then more than that, because I'm not making hundreds and millions of them at a time, I don't have to create a style that I think everybody will like. I can create something for you. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Personalization. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, I'm gonna get back to you on something, right, about the events that you were doing. For sure. As well. Um Let's talk about not only just the free Michelle West, but this winter premiere and things you got going on with that, and even also the house. Well, I, want, I want to know more about about this event space here that, that you invited us in today. Oh, okay. Well, just let me just piggyback off him. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't open up a can of worms. You just made me think about all the stuff I did while serving that 13 and a half year beard. Yeah. I did the leather, yeah. crochet. I did the cooking, I did the baking, I was trying to find my niche. Right, yeah. You know, and none of that excited me. I did the car that popped up, boom, yeah. you know, <laughs> and sending them over there to my husband and the other prison yeah. and everything. But nothing, none of that moved me. You know what I started doing? I started writing and became a best-selling author okay. while in prison. Yeah. My first book 
was Honor That Bitch. The first book I wrote. I came home in 2014 and I went on my, I went on a book signing. They were flying me from here, there, and everywhere. And that is what got me to start utilizing my time in the prison. Because I was, I was the head person that did all the fashion shows, the, any type of talent shows we had, it was me in the gym. I was the head you know, yeah. person in recreation. And so this ain't new for you, no, having no, event space. No. Well, no, because I never, I really never imagined having an event space, right. honestly, never. Um, what I wanted to do is find a space, but I wanted to have the space for my organization, which is the Talk To Me Foundation right. for kids whose parents are incarcerated. Because I wanted the kids to have a safe place to come to, to keep in contact with the loved ones behind the prison wall. Right. However, when I got the space, things just took off. You know, people start calling me for baby showers, yeah. repays, gender reveal, uh, sweet 16. I done did prom sent off. I done sent people off on prom. Mm -hmm. I done had women to call in, and I had them on both TVs that was locked up. Oh, wow. See their daughter go mm -hmm. on prom. Oh, wow. yeah, that's you talk about tears of joy. I, I, I'm trying to make sure that the kid, you know, don't mess your eyelashes up. You know, I know your, your mom getting the chance to see you yeah. for the first time because she wasn't here. And I said, I understand her pain, but I also understand yours too when your mother and your father's not here because I left two girls out here. And I didn't see neither one of them go off, graduate from eighth grade, nor prom. Yeah. So it was my honor as well as my duty to make sure that I can send two kids off a mm -hmm. year on prom at my expense. Use my place, use my car, use my truck, call in, your mama gonna call in, we're gonna have them on TV, and she gonna see you. So that there alone just 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 moved me to continue to do the work that I'm doing. And that is the reason why I came up with the house. That's the reason why I came up with the girls aged out of foster care, because my devotion and my time, it goes to them. Only to them. But I do so much up here. I have uh inspiring artists, authors come up here, they do the pop-up up here. They do everything up here. I mean, you name it, we do it. I mean, we don't discriminate. Whatever you want to bring in here to do, you come on in and set it up, bring your decorator, it's up to you. Yeah. It's up to you. So it's nothing limited to what we can do up here. If the space big enough for you, you're more than welcome to book with me. Now that writing, was that therapeutic for you? Very, very, and, and that, and when I started doing the leather, we was making the leather cases for the MP3 player. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing. We was pulling mm -hmm. the suckers together. Whole so when I got tired of sticking my finger, I said, I ain't doing it. So I gave it to my bunk. You do right. it. You know, we sell them for $5. We right. sent them home for their phones. Yeah. You know, I had sent some leather stuff home for my uh, sister uh, computer, you know, to cover it up. Right. We was doing all that. But that, it wasn't my passion. Right. That's not, that was just something to get back. But you know what? That is. Go ahead, I'm sorry. When I started writing, oh, that was it. I you got found nine it. books. Yeah. Nine books to the Congratulations. Song, all written in prison. Wow. On a reality show. You know what? That, the stage that, that speaks to the ingenuity and that creativity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I always say, when I went to prison, I got back my creativity. Because I had the time to sit down and really think exactly. and get back to the essence. You know, and, I, and it sounds like the same thing happened with you Absolutely, because there's nowhere in the world I'm, I'm not yeah. this one. Yeah. I wouldn't have did none of that. Right. I ain't had time. And like I told you before, if I hadn't got the time that I had, they had gave me probably 10 years, maybe five years, I'd have been back to the streets. Mm -hmm. That's what I know. Right. You know? And, but when they gave me 22 years, 
I'm like, oh no, uh-uh, oh no, uh-uh. that's uh, I can't do that. Gotta do it. Can't do it. But you know, to to to, to that point, because sometimes those who ain't been through it or hear those sentiments mm -hmm. and feel like, oh, okay, so prison was good for you. Prison is right. The difference is, you know, coming nine times out of ten, coming from where we come from, um, in a city, black boys and girls don't get that time early. White boys and girls and, and, and boys and girls who come from more well-to-do situations, they get that time early to discover their creative passions and they get enough wiggle room and comfort to, to stumble and make it. Right, so 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 and exposure and exposure, right. which is key. Yeah. So when you don't have that, you know what I mean. Then yeah, and you forced to figure out how am I gonna put some eggs on the table? Then you use your creativity to figure out how I'm gonna whip up, right? As opposed, so 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 it sounds like oh yeah, send them to jail because they can look at them. You know, they can go develop, they can find themselves. When in fact, you know what I'm saying, the push needs to be to allow. Uh, uh, for that exposure early on, early on, right. so they ain't, they ain't got to end up and, and have to be sat down for ten years or thirteen right. years right. to find it. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I think it's a good thing because when Aaron brings us on the stage on the floor and we tell our story, you got the people that's looking and watching. They hearing us here, mm -hmm. and they feel that it's okay, and it's not okay, and it's not okay to go out here and commit a crime. Because a lot of people, and I and I talk to a lot of young kids right now to this day, don't think that you're getting away, you're just getting by. Mm -hmm. You know, don't think you're just getting away, you're just getting by. So I applaud you for bringing, uh, for bringing, uh, bringing me here, and yeah. we telling our story because it's it's a, it's, it's a must need. It need to be told mm -hmm. because a lot of people would look at me and think like she ain't never been to jail, and you know we all say, well, what does what do they look like? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, and I got I got sisters that's in there still doing time and have done 10, 20, 30 years, you know? Yeah. And you, you've been, you've been right on the trail. You've been watching like Miss Allison Johnson. Look how long she did with us, you know what I'm saying? And she's home and she's doing great things. I mean, she is really doing great things and she's speaking and she's, she's giving back and she's helping these sisters. She's speaking on their behalf in the White House. You know, so it's, it's we got a lot more work to do. Absolutely. A lot of work to do. Yeah. And, um, and, and, I, and once again, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it, you know, it should have been something that we could have done early on, but we don't have that support. We don't have that, right. like the white kids do. You know? We gotta give it to each other now though, because you know, I'm listening yes. to your story. I know a woman I'd love to put you in tune with. Her name is Lisa and she has a, she developed an app <laughs> called Slip Out and it's for people, for women who are victims of domestic violence. Oh, wow. And it's an app where I believe like how it works is it contacts the police and lets them know what's okay. going on from, like a, you know what I mean? Oh, right. And you told, and I was listening to how, how the home you got services, victims of domestic violence yes. too, right? So I, I definitely want to put her in tune with you. Okay. And, and I commend you on all that. I want to um, talk more about the um, events <laughs> that you have at, the, at your location, all the events you were having pre-COVID. Right, right. The clutches, clutches, cocktails. And conversations, and clutches, like cocktails, that, yeah. and conversations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when I came home, like, you know, so much stuff was new, but sipping paint was like just a phenomenon. Yeah, like exactly, yeah. every woman yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, yeah. uh, sister, uh, yeah, otherwise people. everybody been a 18 sipping paints. They got all these ugly ass paints that they done did somewhere. <laughs> and they, you know, but they love it because they had such a good time. I know. It's, just but, it's about the gathering. Yeah, about yeah, the yeah, no, it's dope. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. You know, that's what that's for. Cause I have a lot of them up here. Yeah. Now I just started having new paint. 
Hey, people yeah. like what they yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. entertainment. Yeah. No, but, it, folks, but right? like you say, and then not all of them was ugly. I'm talking crazy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But 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 like you say, it was a gathering. It's people looking for something to do, for fellowship, enjoy themselves, right? And so um, and once I figured that, I'm like, I I, I well, a couple of my a couple of my friends was like, you should think about doing something like so I was already teaching leather classes at the Chicago School of Shoemaking. Right. And and the entire most of the crowd that would come ninety five percent of the crowd really all of the crowd that would come through there because it's a, it's, a, it's a straight hobbyist thing you know it's up it's, it's way up on the north side and there would just be a lot of people who just come through there because they they all, are already genuinely interested in crafting or leather work and so but I had people when they learned I was doing it, a lot of my friends and 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 lady friends and sisters friends whatever they want to do it. But they just want to do it to kick you. Like, oh, that's cool. It sounds like something new to do. Right. So I had a whole crowd of people that really weren't looking at the hobbyist aspect of it. They don't care that much about a rotary cutter. They want to do something new. And so add some drinks to the mix and some socializing and some let your hair down. Um, you know, and, and I think I think once again, in terms of the difference between our people and, and, and the rest of America, um, we're under more stress. We we need for real. We need. It's a reason. It's a liquor store everywhere. Um. Yeah. That. Yeah. They're, they're definitely perpetuating and pushing poison as hard as they can on us. But there's a reason we go to them so much because we want to escape. You know what I mean? It's we. You know we we at the salt mines for real day in day out. It's, it's stressful. And so uh, and, and on black women especially. So you know black women looking to let their hair down and chill with each other and celebrate each other. And so that's where it was inspired from. So okay. clutches, cocktails, and conversations. A group of women can come out, offer a complimentary uh, bottle of champagne, and then they can bring all the drinks and food they want. Okay. Take a few hours. I teach them how to make a clutch purse. Right. Um, so they and, walk away with a clutch purse. Yeah, they walk away with a clutch purse okay. that they've made. And um, and I've I've actually man I've actually been inspired by like like every every sister might not be a Van Gogh or Picasso on that paint, but sisters no purses, sisters no clutches. They you know they 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 rock with them anyway. I've been inspired by some of the talent I've seen that these women didn't you know didn't really even know they had. Yeah. Um. So yes, COVID obviously slowed that down. I was on the phone with um with a, with a friend of mine and his wife this morning who wants me to put together a virtual. Um, form of the class. So yeah. I'm working on that now. Okay. So tell me how previous, pre-COVID, what were some of the challenges you faced related to business? Um, so so one big challenge I faced, man, and, and, and saying it now after having dealt with it for some years is almost embarrassing, but it was, it was handling um, legal business, okay. right at, at that level. So I had done legal business before. I, you know, I, I had been entrepreneurial prior to prison, and not just in terms of of, of illegal activity. Yeah. But you know, I hadn't been in so many situations with so many contracts. And if you don't stipulate this, then you don't mm. get that. And if yeah. you don't mention that, you know, we we come from you know in the streets. Your hand, um, your words, everything. Yeah, handshake and a head nod and the okay was it. And yeah. you you knew what was right and wrong. Right. You knew that you get what you pay for and you get it like this and you don't give nobody, you yeah. know, something that you wouldn't take. You that was just understood. Mm. Whereas now it's like, well, you know it the fine print says that if this happens and you can't trip, what you mean I can't trip? Yeah. Like this this ain't right. You know what I mean? It reminded me like I was watching um the Dave Chappelle piece. 
recently he had a he, he made a plea basically to the public saying, hey man, um, don't watch my shit on HBO. Don't watch, you know, because they not paying me. And yeah, I signed a contract, but the con it ain't right. Just because I signed a contract, I'm a 20 year old kid who didn't know no better. Mm -hmm. And now you can just, just steal my work and profit all my work and I don't get nothing. Yeah. And since I signed a contract, it's okay. And so that that had me, that had me, that had me um hot, man. That yeah. had me feeling the kind of way like is, is, so it made me feel like legal business can be more cutthroat than the streets. It's just that the consequences aren't as as dire, right? And so that was um, to have to realize that, okay, I have to sit here and plan and plot and, and think contractually about all situations and outcomes because the person I'm doing business with is not guaranteed to think of that for me and to consider me that way, right? Because they are focused on their bottom line solely, right? That was a challenge. Um, and then of course, you know, um, coming home and, and um, learn, you know, styles change. Right trends change, and so getting in tune and putting my finding my finding the pulse, getting my finger on the, on, the, on the pulse that I, that I had been gone from for so long, it took some time. You know, another thing about you know obviously in the streets selling drugs, um, drugs they sell themselves, right? So if you you know if if you have it and and you got decent business skills, you should you should be able to to do okay. Um, it's a little differently when you got so many. So many shoemakers, there's so many leather workers, it's so, you know what I mean? And it's not about, and there's so many different styles. So I kind of got to figure out, okay, how do I, um, how, how do I feed that? How do I satisfy that market? And how do I tap into markets right. that I'm not already aware of? Exactly. Um, but it, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a beautiful, it's been, those are beautiful struggles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I pose the same question to you. The challenge that I face? Yeah, as it relates to business, yeah. To this business and yeah. finance. Yeah. Keeping the business up and running. Okay. And both in, as well as the sister support house, we got to have a revenue coming in mm -hmm. so the house can sustain. Yeah. If I don't have no money coming in, then the business going to fail. Yeah. With this here Chicago funding, you know, it's people hand selected who they're going to get this money to. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, we just got to keep grinding and reaching out to people that can support us with our small black business. Yeah. So that's that's the challenge as far as getting the business up and running, as far as the event space. Uh, I did a lot of homework and I got two gotcha. girls that going to Google everything, yeah. you know, <laughs> Sound like Google everything. Know. yeah, that's going to help me make sure that all of my T's is crossed, yeah. you know, so uh, they've been a big help to me as okay. far as making sure that the paperwork is done legally, mm -hmm. and I got women on my team, you know, with the National Council, we got people, women that are lawyers, okay. that's lawyers, yeah. so if it's something that I need, a question that needs to be asked, I just email them, text them, call them, whichever one, yeah. and ask them, well, what do you think, and how do I go about doing X, Y, Z? You know, as far as the house, when I first started off with the house, I didn't know that before I can turn this house into a co-living space, it had to be zoned. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that because I go straight in trying to, you know, uh, repair and fix up. But now that it's been zoned and I can have 10 to 12 women in there, I'm yeah. good. But a lot of people don't know that. Right. They want to just jump right in without mm -hmm. doing their homework. Exactly. You know, it's, 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 that's just how it is. You know, it's like when someone see you doing something, yeah. they think, hey, I can go do the same thing. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> some work come with this Absolutely. thing. You know, I just told you, I just found out that when the building inspector came in here, what I tell you? Yeah. Oh, he said, that can't be there. Yeah. What if I get extinguished? Yeah. Oh, no, you can't put that there. You can, I can give you a lot of citation. I'm like, wait, hold on. Wait, I'm not even open though. Right. So you can't give me nothing. And hey, one thing you told me about so, the, with, with the parking. Yeah, with the, the parking, space. Yes, like, I didn't know yes. that. 
Yes, you gotta have a parking. Yeah. You gotta have two bathrooms. So right. it's a lot of stuff that people don't know and they just jumping right off into it because they see an empty space. Yep. I'm gonna get this here, I'm gonna do the same thing. And the business speaks for itself. I don't have to do too much promoting. Once I load a picture up on my page, they call it in. Yeah. You know, so uh so that's one of the challenges that I have faced since this pandemic is we need some funding yeah. to keep it running. Yeah. And they do have money out here. We just got to get up and go get it. It's out here. Mm-hmm. All your paper, all sure. your paperwork got to be in order. Because yeah. with this new grant, uh-huh. I just read it last night. Man, now they asking for the 2019 bank accounts. Yeah. I thought we were talking about 2020. Yeah. I didn't say anything about I had a problem with 2019. Yeah. I'm talking about 2020. They just want to see that history. They want to see the history. And yeah. I realize that's going to determine mm-hmm. how much money they're going to give you. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I emailed the person. See, if you don't email and ask questions, you'll never know. Yeah. I'm always asking questions. I yeah. think I ask too many questions. Never too many you questions. Know, so, you know, but that's that. You know, on that note, another reason I've discovered they asked for 2019 is because if, if they can't see a decline or a loss mm. from 2019 to 2020, <clears throat> Maybe as far as they're concerned, you don't need it. Because, right. oh, 2020 didn't hit you hard. Right. Interestingly enough, like, you know, I'm, I'm just really getting started in 2019, yeah. right? And so um, 2019, uh, you know, was not that good for me anyway because I'm just getting started. I, 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 was, I was growing. So yeah. 2020 has actually, on paper, Look yeah. better for me than 2019, yeah, right, right. but that doesn't mean that right. I'm doing the kind of business I'd be doing if it weren't for COVID. I still right. haven't taken a loss. Right. So, and and that's why, like to your point, um, capital is 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 such a huge issue for us because we don't have access to it, which is why we got to support each other. Yep. That's why we got to we right. got to recycle our own money because yep. we getting it, we just not keeping it. Keep you know what I mean? So as we close out 2020. As I said earlier, this is a reunion show. What can we expect out of you all for 2021? Start with you, your honor. I'm looking. Well, if 2021 goes anywhere, like I hope, like I hope it does, uh, I'm looking to have um, larger offerings, um, a larger selection of stuff. I'm looking to, you know, have have inventory and be able to kind of streamline my business more. A lot of people uh, want things from me that um, sometimes I uh, I can't deliver. Um, as timely as I'd like to, I haven't. I'm, I'm getting a lot more organized, and, and I'm handling, you know, managing the situation better. And I've, I've I finally got a, a hold on my business model, so I will be having having um a line of stuff that's already manufactured, okay. um, as well as be able to still be an artist and do and do one offs. And I'm also um I, you know I, like you know I, we've been um, doing work uh, behind the scenes in terms of advocating for for uh, brothers. And, and sisters in the county, yeah. and and as I as my business grows, I'll have more freedom right. to continue that type of advocacy right. and, and activist work. And a sneak peek, we got some that we brewing together. Yeah, yeah, so that's gonna be dope. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. interview yourself. Yeah, yeah. You got to interview yeah. the both yeah. of us yeah, yeah, when right. we do yeah. that. Absolutely. Yes, it's it's it's, it's gonna be yeah. epic. Yeah. For you, twenty twenty one. What are we looking like? Twenty twenty one. I'm hoping that um. I can move forward with these houses because okay. it's my passion. I want to continue advocating for the sisters that I left behind. And I'm planning on letting my daughters and them have this here because the crowd that's up here is they too young for me. Yeah. I can't move with them, you know, so. You have all you know, kinds of great hair. Yeah, I'm staying my life, you know, so I prefer to work with the women. Right. And, um, Cause I feel they pain in me, and I know yeah. they gonna feel mine. Yeah. And I'm more hands on with them. Yeah. With the yes. crowd, they come up here. I'm not hands on with them. So yeah. um, I'm planning on opening up a couple more of these houses. Okay. Um, 
and hope that I can take them out of state, go state from state, yeah. collaborate with other organization. As you already know, I've collaborated with D5 Venture. Yeah. As I see that you talking with Melissa O'Dell, which yeah. is good. We'll talk more about her and tell you what yeah. your thoughts are. Mm -hmm. But we didn't already been signed some stuff together. Okay. And um, and I just want to move forward with that. I want to focus on that. I don't want to be all over the place. Yeah. You lose focus trying to do so many things. I'm learning that now. So, yeah. You, you, you yeah. know you can't you can't do it that way. Yeah. So you know, and like I said. Um, we, I'm getting older, you know, and I don't want to be moving like this. Yeah. So I prefer to just work with those women that look like me. Okay, got you. Let's speak on Free Michelle West. Let the audience know what's up with that. How the Free Michelle moving is, uh, it's still continue on, and we're still trying to fight for this sister. She's been gone 29 years to this day. Uh, she's serving two life sentences plus 50 years. Okay. And do her case look good at the uh, Trump administrator? We don't know. We won't know what that man do. Okay. So we're going to keep on uh, fighting for her and in hopes that by Christmas, her name will be on their pardon list. So you all just yeah. pray for her as well as for me, okay. because this work is it's, it's hard work, but it's worth, you know, it's worth doing. No, absolutely. Are you selling the Free Michelle West shirts? Yes, I do. I have all the Free Michelle West shirts. And all you got to do is DM me. Matter of fact, before you leave, you yeah, I want to. I want to get yeah, it to you. No doubt. And I want everybody that's watching this, you can go on change.org and sign the petition to free Michelle West. Just look for her name, Michelle West, and sign. Gotcha. And that's all we're asking for. You want to support her by buying a shirt, you can DM me at Coco Davis on Facebook or Messenger, or you can go on Ex Exquisite Premiere Facebook page. And I'm gonna get the message, and I'll mail the T-shirt to you, or you can meet me here, 5939 West Madison, and pick up the church. That's in Chicago, right here in Chicago on the west side, Madison and Mason. Yes. All right. Contact information, Johan. How can we reach you? Get some of those clutches or the website. The website is yjlacour.com. That's yjlacour.com. Uh, and, I, and I'm finally, so, so I had a website for that. I had a website for the cars. I had a website for clutches, cocktails, and conversations. Yeah. I'm consolidating all of that. So yjlacour.com is where you can find that. My email is yjlacour at gmail. Um, yeah, so so it's, it's pretty easy to get to me. Okay, okay. cool. And I'm, on, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Johans Lacour. Y-O-H-A-N-C-E-L-A-C-O-U-R. Yes. I think I got that. But before I hand, you all can uh, check me out. Uh, go on my webpage to talktomefoundation.org. See all the work that we have been doing uh, since 2016. Okay. Everything is on there. Cool. And y'all know me, um, Aaron Smith, escapingtheodds.com. See all the videos, listen to all the audio for the podcast. Also, got the switch hustles by Escaping the Odds. New merchandise, uh, got them in green, black, blue, whatever, whatever color you want. We'll make it for you though. So you can DM me on that. Uh, Facebook, also um, Escaping the Odds podcast, uh, YouTube channel, Escaping the Odds. I'm pretty much everywhere. LinkedIn for all my corporate people. Get at me. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it though. So thank you all for tuning in with us. Um, another dope episode where we like to say opportunities over penitentiaries, unlocking freedom here at Escaping the Odds. Appreciate your peace. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Thank you.